0: Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypannuccio.com forward slash act. How many of you have trouble sticking to a writing routine? In today's episode of Writer Unleashed, I'll give you three strategies backed by science to break through your barriers so you can start and keep a consistent, productive writing practice. Stay tuned. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Penuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Why is it so hard to keep a writing routine? Is it because we just don't have the time or the energy? Do we lack the discipline or the willpower? We all have a gravitational pull towards our habits. And if not writing has become a habit for you, there are ways to make it just as routine as brushing your teeth or brewing coffee in the morning. Now, this doesn't require self-control or discipline or willpower. It just requires a different approach to our writing, and it requires us to connect to what we're writing about so that we want to write, so that we're excited to return to our works in progress. Now, you've no doubt heard the bitch axiom, but in the chair. And while it's true that we need to be in one place to be physically writing for a solid block of time, the bitch axiom is not enough. Self-control is not enough. If we rely solely on self-control, we're drawing from limited mental resources that can be used up. The social psychologist Roy Baumeister likened self-control to a muscle, which can become both strengthened and fatigued. So self-control, or willpower, is an exhaustible resource, it turns out. It creates what social scientists call ego depletion. And we all know this. Just because we've got our butt in the chair or fingers on keyboard, pen to paper, That doesn't mean we're getting any substantial writing done because it's not really about how many hours you put in. It's not how many words you write or how many pages you produce. It's staying engaged with what you're writing about. So here are three strategies to start, cultivate, and maintain a consistent, productive writing routine. And yes, these are backed by science. Number one, get started. Now, I know this sounds obvious, but getting started is probably our biggest obstacle to getting any writing done. What happens is before we start writing, we visualize the behemoth task of writing a story or a novel, and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We Visualize the big picture, the hardest, most challenging parts to come, and we focus on the end result. We focus on the accomplishment, the apex, instead of the smaller steps it takes to get there. Now, it is daunting to think of writing a novel or a memoir or a story, and we have this fear that it won't be good enough. Or sometimes when we do write, our minds present us with so much material, so so many associations and memories and characters and situations, and this flood of material short-circuits the brain. It short-circuits our creativity. And this is where we procrastinate, where our mind is most apt to default to mindless tasks. Because our brain is desperately seeking to simulate real work by focusing on less generative tasks like updating social media, working on our author platform, copy editing, making little grammar edits, researching markets for our work, or creating the cover to our book. And it creates this false sense that we're actually doing something busy and productive. Or we tell ourselves we can't write until we clean our desk or do the dishes. And while I'm, look, I'm all in favor of decluttering and cleaning the kitchen or doing copy edits on our manuscript, those are indeed important tasks. But we revert to them far too often as an excuse to avoid the real hard work of writing. Now, there's a reason why the Nike slogan, Just Do It, is so powerful, It's not just a rah-rah motivational kick in the butt. Just do it. Getting started kicks off a series of chemical reactions in our brain. When we start, when we actually begin writing something that matters to us, we enter what's called the Zgarnik effect, where we're compelled to finish something we've already started. Now, it doesn't matter how we find our way into our material, it can be the smallest thing. It could be a memory or an old letter you found from your high school best friend. You could begin by describing the tattered old coat you wore throughout high school. We just need to begin somewhere. Beginning is essential because if we don't finish, we have intrusive thoughts and discomfort around it. We start to feel this low-grade, nagging feeling that follows us around. So when we don't write, we feel this low-grade dissatisfaction and disappointment in ourselves. And we may not even be aware we're feeling it, but that self-disappointment permeates every area of our life. And that is the Zagarnik effect. It follows us around. It seeps into every area of our life. So just do it. Get started. Begin. Let go of this idea that you're writing a novel or a story. Forget about form. For now, just begin somewhere. One memory, one moment, one scene. Trust what comes up. Let go of any expectations of form. For now. And here's a quote by Lynn Manuel Miranda about why getting started is so important. When you start writing, you're turning on a faucet. And when you turn on a faucet, the water's brown and it's full of whatever's just been in there and clogged up and waiting to come out. And then you just keep writing and writing until the water's clear. And that's when you find your own voice. So just start. It doesn't matter where. Number two, slow down. Now, I know this sounds counterintuitive. When we think of productivity, we normally think of hitting a certain amount of pages per writing session or a certain word count. But productivity is not really about getting more done. It's about producing more quality. It's the quality of your writing, not the quantity. Let me say that again. It's the quality of your writing, not the quantity. Slowing down can put us in a state of flow. So focusing on one thing at a time, rather than sitting down with this broad intention to write a novel, focusing on one thing, one scene, one sentence, one character, one moment, that deep focus can put us in a state of flow. And flow is when we lose sense of self, we lose sense of time. It's a higher state of consciousness. We're receptive, we're fully engaged, we're in the zone, and we're fully engaged with our writing. Now, Many of us gloss over significant moments in our story, and we write in a kind of of shorthand or summary. So what we wind up with is more of an outline than a breathing, living story. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad way to start, and I think it's good to get that first draft down, even if it is just a sketch. But focusing on the big picture causes the brain to register it as a threat. It makes us anxious. It actually sets our amygdala, the fear center of our our brain, on a high setting. And it suppresses the creative part of our brain. And this anxiety reduces productivity and it undermines your writing. When you focus on smaller tasks, when you slow down, your amygdala resets, it calms down, and the creative region of your brain is activated. It takes front stage and center. So to reset your brain to where it's most creative and productive, we need to slow down to maybe probe those moments that might have been too painful to write the first time, the ones that we glossed over. When we slow down, we get a deeper sense of why we're writing our story in the first place, and we start to mine our material for what it's trying to tell us about what it's trying to become. For example... I've been writing memoir recently. Now, I have no idea which piece of my past I'm going to focus on yet. I I know I have a whole body of work already just from the exploratory drafts I've done. But if I start thinking in terms of the whole book, this early in the drafting stage, I get anxious and blocked. And then I stop and then I feel disappointment in myself. But in order to find my hook, my handle, I've got to start with something small and I need to slow down. And I find that when I really probe a moment and bring all my sense memory to that moment, I feel calmer, more focused, more in flow. There's less pressure because I'm in the moment. So if I'm writing about a particular moment in Catholic school, for example, I might recall the names of my classmates, Tammy Zinzer, Vivian Kukarakis, for example. I might remember the nuns I rebelled against, Sister Trinidad and Sister Carmela. I might recall the way our textbooks smelled, the way my navy plaid uniform skirt scratched my thigh. I start to get a through line and I start to get into the hidden emotional structure of what I'm writing about. Then when I start to put these seemingly disparate moments next to one another, I start to see connections. I begin to see a pattern. I begin to see a shape Now, it doesn't matter whether any of this exploratory material makes it into a final draft, because I'm not even thinking of this material in terms of a complete story yet. I'm cracking it open. I'm exploring my material. I'm getting in touch with the sensory emotion. When we stay with a particular moment, when we examine it from different angles, we start to see what it is we're really trying to write about. We discover the hidden story, and then writing becomes less daunting. It becomes joyful because we're not attached to any future outcome. We're completely in the moment, in flow with no expectations. We're open and receptive, and we're actually more productive this way. We get into that flow state, that deep sense of engagement that results in real, true progress. So write deeper, not longer. Number three, set deadlines. Make yourself accountable. Look, If it's not on our schedule, chances are we'll put our writing off. Tomorrow, someday, one day, if. I know for myself, if it weren't for deadlines, I would keep pushing my writing to the sidelines because everything else is more urgent. Doing the dishes is more urgent. Finding out who killed Wes Gibbons on how to get away with murder is more urgent, Having that submission deadline puts me in deep focus. No matter what's happening around me, whether it's taking half the day to drive my kid to a doctor's appointment, or it's a holiday, car repairs, hell or high water, I make sure I I have something ready to hand over to my readers, even if it means I have to get up at five in the morning. Now, if I didn't have that accountability, I would never get any writing done. It would always be a work in progress. So How are some ways you can set deadlines? You can join a workshop or a peer group. This way you'll be required to submit a draft of your work on a regular basis. It will keep you writing and it will give you the positive pressure to write consistently. You could send your work out to magazines, give yourself a submission schedule, mark it on your calendar, print it out, pin it to the wall, treat it like any other important assignment. So let's recap. In order to keep a productive, consistent writing routine, number one, begin. Start small. Number two, slow down. Probe a moment in your story. Number three, set deadlines. Make yourself accountable. So here's an exercise to drive this all home. Now, the goal here is to slow down and put you in a deep state of focus, to really engage and connect with what you're writing about. Remember, productivity is not about word or page count. It's about the quality of your work. So here's what I'd like you to do. Spend at least two pages describing an event that took 60 seconds to happen. At least two pages, more if you can, two to four, I would say. Now, the purpose of this exercise is to slow down, to pay attention. The point is not to make linear progress, as in more pages or more words. The point is to make vertical progress, to go deeper, not longer. And I'm going to leave you with a quote by the author Laura Vanderkam, who says this. Done is better than perfect because there's no perfect without being done. So number one, get started. Number two, slow down. Number three, set deadlines. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. And if this episode resonated for you, please leave a review. And if you haven't subscribed yet, hop on board. I come to you each week jam-packed with writing tips and inspiration to write stories that matter to you and that matter to your readers. So keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.